0: Welcome to the Mindful Mondays podcast, weekly reflections and meditations to start your week right. With your host, author, meditator, and founder of Mind, Body, and Spirit Entrepreneur, Rachel Thompson. Good morning, meditators, and happy Monday. Welcome to the Mindful Mondays podcast, a weekly podcast with those reflections and guided meditations that help you set weekly intentions so you can go through your days in a centered and peaceful state of mind. We are officially on week two of our mindfulness challenge. There is a new meditation for today so if you haven't already checked that out be sure to do so and it's a meditation that we're going to be doing for the next several days. Now for week two of our mindful challenge, we are going to be looking at mindfulness in less concrete and more esoteric of a manner. So by now, you've built some mindfulness muscles through the meditations and through these activities, and you've learned how to live in a mindful manner. Now it might not be easy yet, but we're getting there. We are now ready to apply these skills, these basic skills to broader concepts. So for this week, we are going to focus on emotions, perspectives, and habits. And this is where you are going to be able to make the most changes that will transform your life. It is simply a time where you explore how you interact with the world. You want to act as an unbiased observer, which can be hard, but try to get in that state of mind that you're almost observing somebody else. You want to be unbiased whenever you explore your own thinking patterns, your feelings, and your behaviors. And as always, there will be time to work on anything that you discover hinders your life or your goals or keeps you stuck in any way. But we have to observe first. We must truly understand our patterns before we can effectively make any changes over the next seven days, you will get a chance to explore and discover all of your natural patterns, whether it be behavior patterns or habits or thinking patterns or ways that you tend to react or respond to situations. We get to observe all of that with every day being a new focus. We're going to be getting into today's lesson in just a moment. But you may remember that I said every Monday we're going to have a little bit of a longer episode, really so that we can set the intention for the week. Going through this week, I want you to remember to be gentle with yourself and gentle with other people. Today, we're actually going to be talking about compassion, which we will get into in just a moment. For those of you who are listening to this podcast on its original air date, you likely know that in the United States, we are celebrating Martin Luther King Day. Since we are addressing compassion, I want to read an excerpt from a speech that he gave on April 4th in 1967 about the true meaning of compassion. Here is the true meaning and value of compassion and nonviolence when it helps us to see the enemy's point of view, to hear his questions, to know his assessment of ourselves. For from his view we may indeed see the basic weaknesses of our own condition, and if we are mature, we may learn and grow and profit from the wisdom of the brothers who are called the Opposition. We're going to be getting into mindfully observing your own compassion in just a bit. But first, I want to go over a few things to keep in mind this week so that you can continue to be compassionate towards yourself during your own process of self inquiry and self development. Going forward, you need to have compassion for yourself, compassion for others. And to do this, you need to stop shooting on yourself. Now I said should S H O U L D shoulding. Do not should on yourself. It is the top tool that you can utilize that's going to prevent all regret and guilt and resentment and all of those icky feelings. I want to go over a quick example of Frank and how he was on a mindfulness journey and had a little setback, which caused guilt and anger at himself and he ended up shooting on himself. So I want to go through his story and talk about what you can do if a situation like this occurs. So it's going to make a lot more sense once we get into everything. Frank has been trying very hard lately to control his anger outbursts at home. Many days he notices his improvement when talking to his wife and dealing with his children. However, one afternoon, Frank slips up and screams at his five-year-old for making too much noise when he's trying to get work done. Now his son cries and runs to his room while his wife glares at him and shakes her head in disappointment. Almost instantly, Frank feels guilty. He knows that his son was not really making that much noise and yelling at him was not a fair way to deal with the situation. Now he feels like all the work he has been doing has been erased with one small slip. Have you ever had a situation like this where you've been working really, really hard towards something and it might not be any sort of self-improvement, it might be working towards a goal or something that's just important to you and you have a slip up, you fall back into old patterns, into old habits, you sink into that subconscious mind and it causes you to react or respond to things in a way that you don't want. This similar situation plays out time and time again with everyone who is working to change or improve some aspect of themselves. It is completely normal. Humans are complex, and to think that we can just switch on a mindful button and you will be all good is pretty naive when you think about it. When instances like this occur, we are often very, very hard on ourselves. Automatic thoughts will arise saying that we should have acted differently should have said this, should not have done that. Now, accompanying these thoughts will often be feelings of guilt and anxiety and disappointment and regret. We actually use these thoughts, these negative thoughts, to try to make ourselves feel better. So, for example, if you react negatively and feel guilty after, you tell yourself, well, that's better than reacting negatively without feeling guilty, right? In reality, feeling guilty or disappointed does absolutely nothing to change what happened. It doesn't go back and erase things. Now you have a negative situation and tons of negative feelings on top of it. So it does not make it better. We think it does, but when you take a step back, you quickly realize that you've just added more negativity to the situation. Now these feelings may lead you to apologize, But does apologizing really do anything to prevent the situation from reoccurring? Yes, the people in your life probably would appreciate an apology, a recognition that you knew that you acted in a way that was unfavorable, a way that you did not intend, and you're sorry for it. And that can mean a lot to other people. So I'm not saying not to apologize. But apologizing is a quick fix. It does nothing for the long term. And it is certainly not the most effective tool that you can use any time that you experience one of these slip-ups. Instead of shooting on yourself, I want you to get curious. And keep this in mind this whole week. You're curious about everything. Think about what led to the situation. Let's go back to Frank's story and kind of dive into it a little bit with a sense of curiosity and not a sense of judgment. In Frank's case, he was very stressed out. Okay, why was he stressed out? Let's say he was stressed out because he had a lot of work to get done and a very short period of time to do it. Now, Frank's internal dialogue that's going on is he's upset and he's angry and he's irritated because he thought that his boss was really unfair to assign him this task. Let's get curious as to why he felt that way. Well, let's say this task was not in Frank's job description. But he had to do it because the company refused to hire another employee, so he had to take on a lot of their work. Also, Frank's boss has been leaving early to go golf with his buddies each day that week, and thoughts are constantly going through Frank's head, like how dare he be able to enjoy his time off, and I can't even spend quality time with my family, but I have to work at home instead. Or thoughts of, I don't get paid enough for this. I can barely afford my mortgage, while he can afford to golf every day. Now, these are continuously running through Frank's head. During this whole process, he was unfortunately not mindful of these. These thoughts were just running in the background of his mind always. They came up quickly, and then he would start doing something else. But this constant negativity running through his mind elevated his stress level. It elevated his anger. It put him on the verge of a break, and anything could have sent him over the edge. It becomes really obvious that the build-up feelings of anger and resentment put Frank in this bad mood and all it took was one minor push that set him over the edge that day. And unfortunately, that push came from his innocent child. Once he examines this, he can learn to pay attention in the future when he starts having these thoughts. This means he can stop them at the root of the problem. Without this mindful curiosity and exploration, Frank could easily experience this situation time and time and time again, and then every time he feels guilty, he shoulds on himself. That adds to more negativity. He apologizes to his son and his wife, but never does anything to stop it. Stopping the problem at its root through mindful curiosity will yield much stronger results, than thinking what you should or should not have done in these situations. I want you to keep this story in mind and these concepts in mind as we go throughout this week. And anytime you have an undesirable thought or fall into an old habit or an old pattern or you react in a way that you do not want to, become mindfully curious. Become mindfully curious every single day this week in every single exercise, with every single intention. And with this curiosity, you can open your eyes and understand why certain events continue to happen or why you see similar results. It might not be easy. You might want to become defensive because it's hard to look at our own behavior and, and say, okay, well, maybe something I'm thinking is the root of this event. But this is where becoming an unbiased observer comes in. No judgment. We've talked about this before. Just exploration. Can you think now of an event in your life that you don't like or that you want to change or maybe a pattern that you have or a habit that you have that you want to change? How can you become curious about it? Become curious about it now. Think about what is leading to this in your own life. With this in mind, I want to get into today's activity, today's intention, and it focuses around compassion like I hinted to earlier. I want you to have compassion for yourself, but in particular, we are going to be focusing on compassion for others. The more you can develop a sense of compassion for others, the more you will be able to become compassionate for yourself and vice versa. Both are very important. Have you ever paid attention to how you perceive others? I mean, really paid attention to it. It can be our natural inclination to view others as they relate to us. We hear a horrific story on the news about a family being murdered, and we feel compassion as we think about it happening to our own family. Do you understand what I'm saying? We feel that sympathy and we feel that empathy. Because we actually feel compassion for those people, but a lot of it comes from our own fear, our thoughts of, of, wow, what if that happened to me? And then that becomes fear-based, not compassion. Now, a lack of compassion is also a result of our self-involved tendencies. I'm not trying to offend anybody. We all have a certain level of self-involvement. So for example, you lack compassion for your best friend who is going through a divorce because it means that you will get to see her more often. Or maybe a cousin who was very wealthy and pretty cocky about it lost his job or his business started to suffer and we feel that sense of, hmm, well, you kind of deserve it. Or maybe we don't admit that we're thinking that to ourselves, but it makes us a little happy. This is because of our self-involved tendencies. So whenever our cocky cousin would brag about his houses and all his vacations, that elicited some jealousy in us. So now that he doesn't have that, that makes us feel a little better because we don't have to be jealous of him anymore. Now the same with your best friend. You think about you being able to spend more time with her. Maybe she's moving back to where you live and that's really great. And it can be difficult to really feel that compassion, truly feel that compassion from that other person's perspective without placing your own perspective, your own wants and your desires and your judgments onto the situation. Now, these feelings are typically something we try to mask from others because let's be honest, nobody wants to admit to this ever. And we even will try to mask them from ourselves. We'll tell ourselves, oh, that's such a shame. I feel really bad. But then there's that kind of inward satisfaction or happiness, and we try and push it away. Or if we truly feel compassion for another person, and it elicits some sort of fear within us, we try to push that away as well by saying, oh, no, 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 that won't happen to me. That's so terrible. I feel really bad for them. Hey, it could happen to me. Oh, no, 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 no. it won't. That doesn't happen to me. I hope that you're starting to understand and Think about your own mindset and how you react in terms of compassion. Today, I want you to pay attention to your true feelings towards other people. After you become aware of these feelings, be mindful of the root of each feeling. Do not judge yourself. And more importantly, do not try to deny or cover up your natural feelings. Be honest and simply observe. This will give you insight into your true compassion for others, as well as what self-serving needs you may be trying to meet with this compassion or with the lack of compassion. This can be just walking down the street and seeing somebody who is begging for money or seeing a family who looks like they just don't have a lot. It can be going on social media and somebody is struggling with something and can be watching the news and feeling compassion there. Now again, for today, just be mindful of it, mindful of your natural tendencies. Compassion might be very easy for some people, and this might not be something that you need to work on. And that is fine, but it's not so easy for everybody. If you observe today and you find that there is a lot of self-serving bias within your own compassion, or there's a lot of fear at the root of your compassion. These are things that you know that you can work through to find more compassion for other people, to find more compassion for yourself. Having compassion is a higher vibration of energy. It's a more positive energy. Having compassion that is based in fear is a very low energy. Sucks you down. Having compassion that is based in jealousy or some sort of self serving, me first thinking pattern is also a lower energy. When you're paying attention to your compassion towards others, pay attention to how compassionate you are for yourself. If you mess up, what do you say to yourself? You say, Oh, such an idiot. I can't believe you did that. We're not trying to change anything today. We must. First, become mindful. I encourage you to journal, like I've been encouraging this whole process, and just make note of any compassion or lack of compassion that you feel for others and that you also feel for yourself. If after today you realize that it is something you want to focus on in the future, then you can. You can focus on truly trying to be empathetic for others without thinking of yourself. Really focusing on giving yourself a break, having compassion when you make mistakes instead of trying to beat yourself up. Having compassion for other people when they make mistakes instead of trying to judge them. How wonderful would this world be if we just all had more compassion for one another? It's something that is lacking and if it is lacking in yourself, that's wonderful because now you know it and now you can work on shifting it and that is it for today's episode i wish you luck i have compassion for you while you're going through this process because it's not always easy to observe your own behavior like this please make sure to check out the meditation if you haven't already Uh, If you've not already subscribed or reviewed the podcast, I'd really appreciate it just to let me know what you're thinking. And also, if you subscribe, then you get notifications whenever new episodes come out. I hope you have a compassionately wonderful day, and I will talk to you again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Mindful Mondays with Rachel, a mind, body, and spirit entrepreneur production. If you enjoyed today's episode, head over to www.mymbse.com for more free resources and trainings. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and give us a review. And join us next week for a brand new meditation and reflection.